welcome to the Women Encouraged podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Berendrecht. We are all about growing in Christ and being shaped by His Word, so I'm delighted to share these conversations with Christians who love the Lord, love His Word, and are pursuing a life of faithfulness in Him. I'm praying this episode is a blessing to you and that you'll be encouraged to apply the gospel to this topic and walk faithfully with Jesus Christ. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome back, friend. It's great to have you here. A while back, we invited our listeners to participate in our Ask Us Anything episode, which we've affectionately titled Asking for a Friend. We decided to break this episode into two shorter parts, though, because one episode would have been too long for you. This week, Katie Morin and I are sitting down to discuss the first few questions related to what we've done during COVID and also a listener's request for Christian advice on how to navigate loneliness and feeling like an outsider. Let's jump in right away with my conversation with Katie. Welcome back to Women Encouraged. I'm super, super thrilled to be hanging out with you in person today, Katie. I'm so glad to be seeing another human face. Well, today we are having our Ask Us Anything Yay. episode, but we we decided to call it something kind of more fun, like asking for a friend. We decided this is more off the cuff <laughs> than it's not scripted. This is not a scripted episode. You know, that whole thing you see on on Facebook sometimes where somebody says like, Oh, I get asked this question, and then they they finish it with asking for a friend, which actually just means I'm asking for myself. For myself, <laughs> but here's the other thing: that phrase can also mean like I'm asking for a friend to help me. I need a friend. I need yeah. a friend to help me understand this or talk through this with me, and um, I need that plenty of times. It's not like, well, actually, that's what we oftentimes use each other for. It's yep. like we. We'll talk through issues yeah. and talk through and try to see how to scripturally deal with them. Right. Sometimes it's verbally processing and oh, sometimes yes. it's sometimes it's correcting each other. Or like, <laughs> hey, I'd like to give you a little pushback on that and help you think through that a little bit clearer or more biblically. Well, my, my roommate hates it because my, my talking through it, through things, always happens 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, and she's like, I need to go to bed. <laughs> my, This is how I lived growing up. My dad was like, he would say that I was the night questioner. <laughs> I would always come up with my, like, my needed, I don't know, all my felt needs and all the things that happened at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, and my, my poor dad. Anyway, um, I'm sure he's forgiven me for that. <laughs> I think he actually enjoyed it, too. Anyway, we did kind of put it out there to say to you all, um... We'd love to hear from you. What do you want to know? And so we have a, a variety of questions that really kind of run the gamut of um, getting to know us more personally and also um, some of the really heavy things that are that our world, is facing. Are, our world is facing right now. So we're just, I feel really strongly to just say right away that um, we are both seeking wisdom on a lot of these things. We're mm -hmm. prayerful about them. And we are not experts, but we are women who love the Lord and love his word. And we want to evaluate our lives according to that. And so here mm -hmm. we are. We're here to be your friend. Yeah. <laughs> Processing these issues with you. Yes. So let's just kick it off with um, some of those getting to know you questions like <laughs> favorites. And so we've had a kind of a general question about like, what are some of your favorite things? But Katie would like to bring this more into a current <laughs> event sort of a vein. So 
All right, Katie, you go. You just okay. ask me what I, you want to ask. I just thought that it'd be more interesting to talk about what we have learned or enjoyed through the coronavirus process, which I understand was not an enjoyable time for a lot of people. No. I'm not trying to say that it should have been necessarily, but I had about two months off work mm-hmm. and I was like, what do I do with my time? I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a single girl. Um, I don't have kids. I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I'm going to make fresh pasta. Woohoo! So I had never done this before. And I had a coworker who had initially suggested this to me. She's like, you need to make fresh pasta. And I'm like, well, I don't even know where to start. So she recommended I go on YouTube and find this guy named Fabio, apparently. No. Yes. <laughs> and all I could think of was long, blonde, flowing hair. And I'm like, Fabio makes pasta. No. And she's like, no, go Fabio pasta. It's great. And it's and it's not the Fabio. It is um, a Italian man who just is really enthusiastic about teaching you about how to make homemade pasta. Sweet. And it's easy. Like, I've always thought as, you know, you make the pasta and you're like, here's your little mound of flour, here's the eggs, and you beat it in. And he's like, you're not doing that. We're using the food processor. Wow. So, so okay, so you weren't doing the whole salt, fat, acid, heat method. Like, no. did you watch that one? I I have the book. I'm working my way through it. Okay. Um, but I, I watched haven't... the Netflix special. Yeah. And I, like, my oldest and I just got super into this. And we really loved that. But mm-hmm. I was, I have not yet been brave enough to, like, do her method of making the pasta. So, okay, tell me your food processor story. Well, literally, it's just eggs in the food processor. Um Throw in flour, add flour as needed, wait until it starts, like, the dough forms a ball and is, like, mm-hmm. kind of doing, he describes it, I think, as a hula hoop around it. Okay. Um, and then he just kind of, then you, I usually pull it out at that point, working a little extra flour just to make sure it's fine. And, yeah, it was fantastic. The first time was a little bit, we, sh- there was a few steps I should have done. Okay. And I did it correctly the second time okay. but oh my goodness do you use like the really fancy italian flour from the italian yeah. store yeah uh, well we use the double o flour i don't okay. know where we got it i think it was given to us okay. i've determined to try and make pasta like once a month because you can freeze it yeah and oh, i yeah. was really thrilled about that because then i'm like oh i'll just have like a pasta making day so that is something i'm really excited about so you did not waste your quarantine i didn't i also did a lot of the normal stuff like the decluttering and stuff but that's like the pasta, I mean, it probably seems like such a mon- minuscule accomplishment, but I feel really proud of it. That's so great. I love that. <laughs> so what about you? I don't think I necessarily learned a lot of new skills. I did learn how to make sourdough bread, which like oh. everyone else in the world. <laughs> but I had started that process of learning that yeah. before COVID hit. And then it was kind of like, oh, look, an opportunity. I'm not going anywhere. I can just be home and I can make bread all the time. And that was so fun. Well, and especially since everyone was complaining about yeast shortages. No joke. And so like, <laughs> so nobody had yeast. And so I was like, you know what has yeast? The air. <laughs> the air yeah. will bring the... Yeah. My, my roommate has been going crazy with sourdough like she's doing braided loaves oh i've seen her pictures they're amazing yeah Yeah. and i'm just like i'm the lucky lady who gets to partake in these things yeah so so we we help feed each other i give pasta she makes bread so it's so healthy it's very super carby but you know what we love it i kind of finished the process of learning to do sourdough so i felt like i really did grow in that skill Mm -hmm. and there were a few other things that i did or i worked on but one thing that was really beautiful that came out of this actually was that our church really was trying to keep people connected. And so mm-hmm. um, one of our pastors asked my husband, would you 
lead a life group. And so the pastor was kind of involved in helping get the group formed. And then he yeah. turned it over to Alex. And these people that we have were placed with, they were not people we picked. Um, the church basically put them together because this was the night that worked for them. And so yeah. we were meeting online with Zoom. Um, and then once restrictions were lifted and we were allowed to kind of meet more with people, we have had a few of them in our house and still meet with another few online. Mm-hmm. But um, the relationship that has grown from that has been so life-giving for us. And oh. we just felt like within within one or two times getting to know each other online with Zoom, we loved each other. And you just know, like, when you fall in love with other Christians in this way where you're like, I don't know you, but I love you kind of a thing. Yeah. That is the work of the spirit. Oh, and, and it's such an exciting thing. And so I really do think like the Lord um, was so faithful and I could see his faithfulness in not making us feel alone and isolated, but really connecting our hearts through Zoom in a way that I would never have anticipated. <laughs> like if you look at that from a worldly perspective, yeah. you, you know, people are going to feel Zoomed out. They're going to oh, feel yeah. really over. Like, it's just overdone, and they just can't handle it anymore. But when you're with other believers, there is something that's transcending the, you know, Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's real, and it's, I would say, if, if there's a highlight of my COVID experience, that was it. It was really just growing in fellowship with other believers and just so thankful for who they are and mm-hmm. and their encouragement and their prayers, like, just to know that they were praying for me and, yeah. and asking me every week, like, how did this go, or how are you feeling now? Or There's something in that. Like, despite all of that, like, that we have the technology to be able to, like, maintain and, mm-hmm. and, and even develop those friendships and relationships yeah. where if we didn't have that, we would literally be alone in our rooms. Yeah. Like, with nobody except our family, which yeah. is a blessing in and of itself. But, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for technology. I'm grateful for the ability that we still have to connect. Yeah. Um, despite the obstacles. Yes. Amen. Okay, so let's let's keep going. Enough about us. All right. <laughs> let's answer some of these specific questions. Maybe because of COVID, she isn't very specific about why, but she says, I've been dealing with a lot of loneliness and wondering if you have any suggestions. I have a good church, but I feel like an outsider. And this is something that I think a lot of people can relate to. Mm-hmm. I think it's not hard for people to feel like outsiders in a place that's familiar to them. Um, and I think there's a there could be a couple reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, one bit of encouragement I would give is to um, be hospitable. If you're feeling lonely, one of the best things you can do is invite somebody over. And that does two things for you. One is it it shifts your perspective so that you're not thinking about how you're feeling and you really are looking to the needs of others. You are thinking about how you can bless somebody else. Mm -hmm. And another thing is it does mitigate loneliness. You know, you're bringing somebody over and you're, you're, um, sharing life with them. And I think that, um, if you are willing to commit yourself to giving that a try, I think that the Lord does bless those sorts of exercises and, and really does grow our fellowship. I also think that feeling like an outsider can sometimes be kind of Mm -hmm. where you've kind of have this idea of what you think everybody else's life looks like and how they're all connected and they all just have great relationships and stuff. I would guarantee you that almost every single person at some point in their life feels like an outsider. Oh yeah. There is almost no doubt about that. Um, 
even people who are part of cliques frequently feel like outsiders, <laughs> yes. and they'll feel like they're the outsider in the clique. Yeah. You know, they like have. They, they're, I'm only here because blank. Like I'm yeah. not actually part of their. Like I'm the, I'm the token friend yeah. who does this thing, or I'm the creative one, or I'm the you know like I fill this role or something like that, and they feel like maybe they're only there for one purpose. But yeah, I remember having a conversation many years ago with a, uh, and they're all individual conversations with different moms of these girls who were in the same group. Mm. And every single one of them told me their daughter felt lonely and ostracized. Interesting. In the group. And sometimes it's in your head, sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to take away from where you are being ostracized. Oh, that, that does that really does happen. happen. It yes. genuinely happens. Yeah. But sometimes, and I, and I think we might, like, it's something that I've been working through and we might actually talk a little more about this in uh, some of the other questions. Mm-hmm. But our feelings are often deceptive. Mm. Yeah. Like, we might feel like we're alone and we might feel, but not knowing that there are people who care about us and who actually want us in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I just want to jump off of too what you were saying about being hospitable. You can only get so much visiting done in the church foyer. Yep, absolutely. There's only so much you can do. Generally, those conversations are superficial. Like, how was your week? Um, how are the kids? And for people who really struggle with small talk, like oh, me, it's hard. I've, I really have a hard time, like, I have a tendency to go deep pretty fast. Yeah. Really test the waters. Like how how well will we connect? Like how you know, compatible like are how we? How compatible are we? Are yeah. we going to be close friends or you know maybe not close friends? I really struggle with small talk. Like I like to yeah. get to know like how somebody's week was. And oh yeah, kind of thing, those but, are good questions. But, but it's but it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And and I think too like so having people in your home really helps like uh one of the habits and I, I gotta honestly thank my roommate for this because I'm not an initiative taker when it comes to this mm. but she's decided and I'm going with it because I think it's a good thing that we're gonna be having people over for breakfast on Sunday mornings semi-regularly nice like yeah. and that's because we both work and we both work weird hours like mm-hmm. she works nights I work days um we barely see each other. Right. Uh, so we decided Sunday mornings, we both have Sundays off. Yeah. So this is an opportunity. So find those opportunities. Yeah. You might have very limited opportunities, but use them. Yeah. And and also, I would also say, don't put high pressure on every friendship. Some friends are no. just going to be, are not going to be your deep friends. Some friends are the friends you're going to say hi to in the foyer and really maybe pass a few words back and forth and that is okay yeah that doesn't mean they are an outsider or you are or whatever I think that also leads into kind of a requirement to define your terms what does it mean to you to be an outsider Mm -hmm. what would being an insider mean to you and is that the thing you should aim for or should Mm -hmm. you aim for loving everyone that you come into contact with that God places in your in your you know immediate circle or and reaching out beyond what you feel that that mm-hmm. circle ought to be. And so don't limit yourself by making being an insider the goal, you yeah. know, like make being a hospitable, welcoming person your goal. Yeah. And you will find a lot of deep connections that way. Because a lot of times your insider people are going to be the ones where you share the the most in common. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you still ought to be friends with people who you share less in common because those are also people who will help you grow in your faith, who might challenge you in ways that you need to be challenged. Because also there's a tendency with insiders. It's like mm-hmm. you're just like you're not you're just it's status a, quo. It's an it becomes an echo chamber. Yeah, essentially. Sure. So so like you're 
it's good to have a variety of friends, different levels of friendship, and not to put pressures on every person you come into contact. Like, I have to be this close to you in order right. to be considered a friend. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really um, good to remember also that because... I think this this is kind of an issue of belonging mm-hmm. to me. That's how yep. I see this. It's like when you look at it from the perspective that because God has made me to belong to him, mm-hmm. I also belong in fellowship in on a horizontal level with God's people. And so when they also belong to Christ and I belong to Christ, we have a connection that transcends something that um, anything that the world would like to put together. Mm-hmm. And so the world is always going to be looking for um, creating their own belonging finding their clique, finding their cohort, finding the people that um, tell them kind of what they want to hear. Yeah. That's not who we're called to be as Christians. No. Um, and so the Lord puts us into his body with all different kinds of people that reflect who he is. And, and, and his design for us is that we're sharpened and softened by them and, mm-hmm. and we grow because of them and, and we help them grow. And, and when you limit yourself to wanting to find that group that you're an insider, you might not be helping somebody else grow. You might yeah. be, you know, not being an opportunity for somebody else to be made more like Jesus when when you could actually just be at the hands and feet of Christ in a lot of different ways, not just the ways that you think you want to be them. Mm-hmm. And I think like joining a ladies Bible study or yeah. something like that, where there are going to be differing opinions, different ways of looking at a specific Bible verse. Yeah. Um, Learn how to have godly disagreements. Yep. Right? Learn to disagree humbly and with a desire to help each other grow. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be looking for yes men. Um, and, yeah, just open yourself up to different possibilities. Don't, don't make an idol of what your version of friendship ought to look like. Right. And I do want to say also that both you and I mm-hmm. are able to speak into this situation, not because we have mastered never feeling lonely (laughs) I think there are so many different kinds of loneliness yeah and you and I have experienced a wide range of different kinds of loneliness and you know and even though we're friends like we can be friends and and you can have friends and be lonely oh yes you can have a lot of deep connections and be lonely Mm -hmm. sometimes you've got ideological loneliness yeah um there's all kinds of things. Like we could get, we could make a whole episode out of this. I mean, I mean, we could even coming out of Corona, right? Mm-hmm. So, I'm an introvert. I probably handled the aloneness better than other people I know. Right. But it didn't take away from the fact that there were periods of loneliness. Yeah. And periods of feeling like, oh my goodness, this is, this is too much. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So I feel like that was kind of a flyover yeah. answer for that yeah. but but to to the lady who asked that question I just want to encourage you to um prayerfully seek out opportunities to be hospitable mm-hmm. and to to bless other people that Lord the Lord really does use that to mitigate loneliness a lot of the time absolutely thanks again for being here friend In the next episode, we'll answer one of our listeners' questions about the Enneagram, and we'll discuss another question one of you sent in about finding scriptural answers about sexual identity. If you enjoy the show, we'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe and leave us a rating or review. 
You can find information on supporting us through Patreon at patreon.com slash womenencouraged. And as always, we'd love to have you connect with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Women Encouraged and on Facebook at the Women Encouraged page. We'll be back soon with part two of Asking for a Friend.